Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the whole Bible every year based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Monday the 27th of February or the 6th of Adar on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, Moses completes the writing of the Torah according to tradition. And the parasha or portion from the Torah scriptures this week is called Tetzaveh and that means you shall command. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Exodus or Shemot chapter 28 verses 13 through 30. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking God for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. You shall make settings of gold and two chains of pure gold, you shall make them like cords of braided work, and you shall put the braided chains on the settings. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of the skillful workman, like the work of the ephod you shall make it, of gold, of blue and purple, and scarlet and fine twined linen, and you shall make it. It shall be square and folded double, a span shall be its length, and a span its width. You shall set it in settings of stones, four rows of stones. A row of ruby, topaz, and beryl shall be the first row. And the second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. And the third row, a jacinth, an agat, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be enclosed in gold in their settings. The stones shall be according to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, every one according to his name. They shall be for the twelve tribes. You shall make on the breastplate chains like cords of braided work of pure gold. You shall make on the breastplate two rings of gold, and shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. You shall put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings at the ends of the breastplate. The other two ends of the two braided chains you shall put on the two settings, and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in its forepart. You shall make two rings of gold and you shall put them on the two ends of the breastplate on its edge, which is toward the side of the ephod inward. You shall make two rings of gold and shall put them on the two shoulder straps of the ephod underneath, in its forepart, close by its coupling, above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. They shall bind the breastplate by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord, that it may be on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, and that the breastplate may not swing out from the ephod. 
Aharon shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastplate of judgment on his heart when he goes into the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. You shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Aaron shall bear the judgment of the sons of Israel on his heart before the Lord continually. That was Exodus or Shemot. 28, 13 through 43. The portion from the prophets will today be 2 Kings or Melachim Bet, chapter 23. The king sent, and they gathered to him all the elders of Yehudah and of Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and all the men of Yehudah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, with the Kohanim, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his mitzvot and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul, to confirm the words of this covenant that were written in this book, and all the people agreed to the covenant. Then the king commanded Hilkiah, the Kohen Gadol, and the Kohanim of the second order, and the keepers of the threshold, to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal, for the Asherah, and for all the host of heaven. And he burnt them outside of Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron, and carried their ashes to Bethel. He got rid of the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Yehuda had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Yehuda, and in the places around Jerusalem. Those also who burnt incense to Baal, to the sun and to the moon and to the planets, and to all the host of heaven. And he brought out the Asherah from the house of the Lord, outside of Jerusalem, to the brook of Kidron, and burnt it at the brook Kidron, and beat it to dust, and cast its dust on the graves of the common people. And he broke down the houses of the male shrine prostitutes that were in the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the Asherah, he brought all the priests out of the cities of Yehuda and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Geva to Beersheba, and he broke down the high places of the gates that were at the entrance of the gate of Yeroshua the governor of the city, which were on a man's left hand at the gate of the city. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem but they ate matzah among their brothers. He defiled Tophet, which is in the valley of the children of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire to Molech. And he took away the horses that the kings of Yehuda had given to the son at the entrance of the house of the Lord, 
by the room by the room of Natan Melech, the officer, who was in the court, and he burnt the chariots of the sun with fire. The king broke down the altars that were on the roof of the upper room of Ahaz, which the kings of Yehuda had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, and beat them down from there, and cast their dust into the brook Kidron. The king defiled the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the mountain of corruption, which Shlomo the king of Israel had built for Ashtaroth, the abomination of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And he broke in pieces the pillars, cut down the Asherah poles, and filled their places with men's bones. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, and the high place which Jarovam, the son of Nevat, who made Israel to sin, had made, even that altar and the high place he broke down. And he burnt the high place and beat it to dust, and burnt the Asherah. And as Yoshiahu turned himself, he spied the tombs that were there in the mountain, and he sent and took the bones out of the tombs and burnt them on the altar and defiled it, according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed who foretold these things. Then he said, What monument is that which I see? The men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Yehuda and proclaimed these things that you have done against the altar of Bethel. He said, Let him be, let no one move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet who came out of Shomron. All the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Shomron, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger. Yoshiahu took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. He killed all the priests of the high places that were there, on the altars, and burnt men's bones on them, and he returned to Jerusalem. The king commanded all the people, saying, Celebrate the Pesach to the Lord your God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. Surely there was not kept such a Pesach from the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Yehuda. But in the eighteenth year of King Yoshiahu, this Pesach was kept to the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, Yoshiahu removed those who had familiar spirits, the wizards and the teraphim and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Yehuda and in Jerusalem, that he might confirm the words of the Torah which were written in the book that Hilkiah the Kohen found in the house of the Lord. And there was no king like him before him, who turned to the Lord with all his heart, and with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the Torah of Moshe, and there was none like him who arose after him. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath, with which his anger burnt against Yehuda because of all the provocation with which Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, 
I will also remove Yehuda out of my sight, as I have removed Israel. And I will cast off this city which I have chosen, even Jerusalem, and the house of which I said, My name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Yoshiahu and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Yehuda? In his days, Paro Neko, king of Mitzrayim, came up against the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and King Yoshiahu went against him, and Paro Neko killed him at Megiddo, where he had sent, seen him. And his servants carried him in a chariot, dead from Megiddo, and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Yoshiahu, and anointed him, and made him king in his father's place. Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiahu of Livna. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. Paroneko put him in bonds at Rivla, in the land of Hamat, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and put the land to a tribute of one hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Paroneko made Eliakim, the son of Yoshiahu, king in the place of Yoshiahu, his father, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But he took Jehoahaz away, and he came to Egypt and died there. And Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Paro, but he taxed the land to give the money according to the commandment of Paro. He exacted the silver and the gold of the people of the land from everyone according to his assessment to give it to Paroneko. Jehoiakim was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebida, the daughter of Pediah of Roma. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. That was Second Kings chapter 23. Now our portion from the writings will today be Psalm or Telim 147. Hallelujah, for it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord upholds the humble. He brings the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God, who covers the sky with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass grow on the mountains. He provides food for the livestock and for the young ravens when they call. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. 
The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He brings shalom within your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his commandment to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool and scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word to Yaakov, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not done this for just any nation. They do not know his ordinances. Hallelujah. That was Psalm 147. And now we have come to our last portion of scripture from the apostles. And we will read John, the Gospel of John or Yohanan chapter 19. So then Pilate took Yeshua and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head. And they dressed him in a purple garment. And they kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you, that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Then Yeshua came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief Guanim and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Judeans answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid, and he entered into the praetorium again and said to Yeshua, Where are you from? But Yeshua gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and have power to crucify you? Yeshua answered, You would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has greater sin. At this, Pilate was seeking to release him, but the Judeans cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Yeshua out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day for Pesach, at about the sixth hour. And he said to the Judeans, Behold your king! But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief Kohanim answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. 
So they took Yeshua and led him away. And he went out bearing his cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others on either side one and Yeshua in the middle. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. There was written, Yeshua of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore many of the Judeans read this title, for the place where Yeshua was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Greek, and in Latin. The chief Kohanim of the Judeans therefore said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Yeshua, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be. That the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They parted my garments among them, and for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Yeshua were his mother, his mother's sister, Miriam the wife of Clopha, and Miriam of Magdala. Therefore, when Yeshua saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, Yeshua, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there, so they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at his mouth. Therefore when Yeshua had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Therefore the Judeans, because it was the preparation day, so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on Shabbat, for that Shabbat was a special one, asked of Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Therefore the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Yeshua and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth that you may believe. For these things happen that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Yeshua, but secretly for fear of the Judeans, asked of Pilate that he might take away the body of Yeshua, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away the body of Yeshua. And Nachtemon, who at first came to Yeshua by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, 
about a hundred Roman pounds. So they took the body of Yeshua and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the customs of the Judeans is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden was a new tomb in which no man had ever yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Judeans' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby, they laid Yeshua there. That was John chapter 19. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you would also read Hebrews chapter 4 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God has been an inspiration and a blessing for you today. And I wish you Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.